Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Are you ready, kids? Get your parents' permission, check your mailbox, and grab your shopping cart. It's time for the Adventures in Collecting podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Dave. Welcome, Welcome to, to Adventures, Adventures in Collecting, Collecting, where we talk toy news, culture, and hauls, along with our journeys as collectors. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Adventures in Collecting podcast. Uh, what you are about to watch or listen, depending on uh, where you're enjoying this from, uh, is Dave's conversation with Chris Hardwick. So, uh, comedian, TV personality, uh, Chris is is hosting the uh, the latest show from our friends at the Nacelle Company, uh, Up for Auction, which is available now, streaming uh, exclusively on The CW. But uh, Dave got a couple minutes uh, with Chris uh, as he was making his rounds in the press junket for Up for Auction uh, to talk about the show, to talk about collecting, and to talk about some of Chris's passions. So I'm going to shut up now. I'm going to kick it over to Dave and uh, enjoy this chat with uh, with Chris Hardwick. And uh, definitely make sure, especially if you're a Disney fan, uh, you check out Up for Auction, available uh, streaming now on The CW. Dave, take it away, man. Hey, Chris, how are you? I am very well. I'm very excited to talk about collecting. I am very happy that uh, I'm happy that there's a show about it that we can talk about. Yeah, totally. Um, so great segue into the first question. Um, as we are a show about collecting, what, what are you currently collecting? What do you collect? So my wife and I are both collectors of stuff. Um, my wife, Lydia, collects horror movie props. So she has some original gremlins that she got from a Rick Baker auction. She has like... Um, a, a werewolf head that she got from that was from the howling. She's got some uh, Chucky stuff. She's got, um, I got her a, uh, uh, I got her the, one of the Necronomicons from Ash versus evil dead oh, very um, cool. as a, as a, as a present one year, you know, so she just loves, 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 loves horror movie props. I collect, um, I have a lot of stuff myself, like comedy movie props. So I have, you know, I have one of the, Enchantment Under the Sea posters from Back to the Future that was awesome. like in the hallway of the school. I have uh, I have um, uh, Rick Moranis's Dark Helmet from Spaceballs. Um, I have uh, what else do I have? I have I have um, 
half of one of the Amigos outfits from Three Amigos. Um, so for me, it was like collecting comedy movie, like, m- you know, movies that I, because I've been, you know, comedy my, my whole life. And, uh, and so for me, it was comedy, it was comedy movies stuff. I, 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 there are still things that I still feel like I need something from Ghostbusters, but, uh, but I haven't, I haven't found that thing yet. Together, my wife and I collect Disney memorabilia. So oh, we, cool. we have like our, so the, the, the show is really about something that I'm, that I am already doing, <laughs> which is collecting Disney stuff. So we have like stuff for, I have a, you know, animation cells from every major Disney film, you know, like when they did hand, hand painted animation cells. Um, and, uh, which is a long time ago. They haven't done that for a long time. Um, and, uh, I have a, a couple of, uh, stretching portraits from the haunted mansion. And so, Very cool. you know, we just, yeah. So we just have like, our collection is just like this really eclectic mix of horror and comedy and Disney stuff. Awesome. Um, so we've seen you host many game shows, podcasts, talk shows, all sorts of stuff over the years. Um, what makes hosting up for auction different for you? Um, well, it, it's a different type. It's not structured in the same way that like, you know, the wall or talking dead was where it's like, Oh, there's, you know, we're coming back from an act break. Here's an intro. You know, we have to get through, you know, this part of the show and then we're throwing to a clip and then we're doing this and we're coming back and we're going to commercial. It's not really structured in that way. It's like a, it's a docuseries format. So really it, it, it didn't, it didn't even feel like I was going to work. It was just like, uh, show up and then let's just roll the cameras, you know? And then I get to look at all this amazing Disney stuff. You know, the, the way the show is structured is it's very, um, it's very linear in terms of, you know, chronological. It starts with me going to the warehouse and seeing like all the pieces that Mike Van Eaton, who Mike and Janine Van Eaton own the gallery that put on this amazing, they do all the great Disney auctions. Um, and getting to see, like getting to lift up tarps and getting to see pieces, you know, it was very, you know, archeological in a way. And, just kind of following it's like okay they've got these pieces out of the tarps they'd clean them up they put them in this exhibit so for me it was just like it didn't really feel like hosting in a way because i was just kind of experiencing this thing that i would have wanted to experience even if there was no show so it was it was just kind of like getting to getting a front row seat for this amazing process for something that i would have done anyway very cool um so you talked about having your own collection of Disney stuff and seeing all this really cool stuff in the in the archives in the warehouse. Um, what was the most interesting thing that you learned or discovered about Disney parks or even this Disney parks memorabilia while making the show? And there are so what, many. You know, of course, spoiler yeah. alert. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, of course, you know, there's so many great things that I learned during the process of the show. And one of the things that the company that I made the show with Nacelle is phenomenal at is just finding out these bits of information and doing these really great, you know, short bite-sized packages about them. Cause they did the toys that made us, the movies that made us, they did behind the attraction for Disney plus mm-hmm. uh, the other two shows were, were for Netflix. And, and so they really infused a lot of that in this. And like, I didn't know that dump that the movie Dumbo like was fast tracked and really helped kind of save Disney studios like it's I think we all think of like oh they've all their movies have always made a ton of money and they not all of them have like in the early days like some some were incredibly expensive you know and 
uh, and maybe didn't make as much as we would have assumed. And, and you know, what I learned from the show was like the, the movie Dumbo really w- was a hit and it really helped continue the, you know, like the Disney story. Um, and there's a, a ton of stuff like that in there, you know, it's just all full of, and also just getting behind the scenes informations on how and why Imagineers design things, you know, the way that they did and how they problem solved and things that we think of as like, Oh, these are these really great uh, artistic choices, and they are, and they were artistic choices that also solved engineering problems. You know, so that's sort of the magic of the the Imagineers, and yeah, and our show just has a ton of that. I mean, I would literally watch the show if I had nothing to do with it. And now a word from our sponsors. This segment is brought to you by our friends at Chubsy Wubsy Toys. A traditional mom-and-pop toy store in Little Falls, New Jersey, Chubsy Wubsy Toys brings you the best new toys from the brands you love without the hassle of pounding the pavement searching for them at larger retail stores. Visit them in person at their brand new home at 101 Newark Pompton Turnpike Suite 1 in Little Falls, New Jersey, or online at ChubsyWubsy.com. That's C-H-U-B-Z-Z-Y. W-U-B-Z-Z-Y.com and tell them Adventures in Collecting sent you. Are you thirsty? Well, guess what? That's your brain telling you you're getting dehydrated. Put down that action figure and up your hydration game with show sponsor, Liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water alone with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks, and it's easy to use. Rip open a pouch and pour one of their delicious flavors into a water bottle and shake it up. I'm a huge fan of the cucumber mojito and golden cherry flavors, but with more than a dozen to choose from, there's a flavor for everyone. So whether you're on a long toy hunt, spending 10 hours on your feet walking your favorite Comic-Con, trying to get to sleep, or recuperating after a gym session, stay hydrated and healthy with Liquid IV. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code AICPOD at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code AICPOD at liquidiv.com. And now back to the show. It's it's yeah, it's always mind blowing what you see kind of when you see that behind the scenes stuff as opposed to like what you see from that, you know, park visitor side. Um, What's something that really like kind of blew your mind when you saw it? Um, Well, it 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 was it was sort of the collective experience of seeing how well Joel McGee, who put the collection, who it was his collection that went up for auction of just how meticulously he restored everything. I mean, things that would have been, that would have sold, even if they were just kind of in a very raw state, you know, like things like electronics, you know, he, he had a control panel for the Haunted Mansion. There was like the sort of the map of the ride, this really like analog, it had little lights on it. It had the, an outline of the ride so that if it broke down, they could kind of isolate like where the problem was. I mean, they'd push a button and it would, you know, ask people to stay in their seats in Haunted Mansion fashion. 
And he just had this this whole this podium built around it that was Haunted Mansion themed, and it had the little gargoyles on it. And you push the buttons, and it it has the voices saying the things that the ride would say when the ride breaks down. And so I was really, excuse me, I, I was just really blown away by the level of detail and the money that he must have spent without thinking like, oh, this is he clearly wasn't thinking of it as a financial investment because he. I even as even I don't want to spoil anything about the auction, but let's just say a lot of money went into the refurbishment and the restoration and the storage of these pieces that I don't know if he could ever recoup, but he didn't care. He was just a fan, which is the best for for me. It's why I collect and whatever reason you have for collecting is totally fine. You know, the, the, the community of collectors is a vast universe. If it's just about investment for you, there's nothing wrong with that. For me, it's really about story. It's really about the the preservation of these special items and we're we i don't feel we have ownership over them i think we're just caretaking them for a moment in time and then hopefully passing them on to people who appreciate them and that's kind of what the auction machine does it it does get them into the hands of other people that hopefully will also preserve and appreciate them because there's not there aren't museums for these types of things so there it's should really be. as collect uh, of course there should be but and and if you saw the reactions that people had to the exhibit that Van Eaton's put up of the of the collection, you know they put it in this like old uh, Bed Bath and Beyond, and then they built this like Disney you know kind of themed park walkthrough, and you know it is kind of up to us I think as collectors to be the museums and to kind of you know it's like we're we're <laughs> Indiana Jones says it belongs in a museum like we're the museums. <laughs> Yeah, we we're the ones. These things. We're the ones so, passing it on. We're the ones keeping it going. Exactly, we're caretaking these things for this for this moment in time. You know that hopefully mm-hmm. will be special to someone else for for their reasons. So yeah, so that that to me was that whole experience was the most special part of the show. So speaking of the love for the things that we do, and you know, we of course love Disney parks as much as we love collecting things. Um, what's your favorite attraction? Um, without a doubt, it's Haunted Mansion. I mean, that that ride, everything about that ride resonates with me. I love the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay they do that starts before Halloween and goes into the new year. Um, you know, I I think I, I there are a lot of rides that I love. And a lot of, like, I'm such a nerd about Disney parks. It's like, oh, I love, uh, you know, um, Radiator Springs at night. Because when you go to Cars Land yes, at night. absolutely. It's just it just like it's great during the day, but at night, and especially during the holidays, they do like a really special thing. They're like a holiday lights thing. But at night, Cars Land to me is just so immersive and beautiful and mind blowing. And there's mm-hmm. hidden Mickey's and hidden things, and you know, like it's uh, there's a it's it's just incredible. Now, um, I love the uh, Incredicoaster. I think was a fantastic refurbishment of the old. Um, the old roller coats, the old uh, scream in California screaming that was there. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a fantastic. I love that they like pump cookie smells in when you're going over oh, when Jack Jack wow. is up in the thing. I love all of that. Uh, I love that they've done that. I think pound for pound, my my kind of new uh, favorite rides in the park. Um, I think uh, Runaway Railway is a fantastic ride in Toontown. But I think Rise of the Resistance is like a whole other level of, of yeah. ride that they have really knocked it out of the park. And they use this really great technology that we saw at Disney Paris a few years ago for the Ratatouille ride, that mm-hmm. trackless car, which you're seeing more and more of. You see it in the runaway railway. But Rise of the Resistance is like five rides in one. And it is 
I got to take a friend of mine who was visiting from the UK who had never been to Disney and was like the biggest Star Wars person. And I was so excited knowing that he was going to get to experience Rise of the Resistance for the first time. And he couldn't speak for like five minutes after the ride. So I know that was you asked for one ride and I gave you a bunch of them, but I'm just kind of giving you like, this is kind of my like, you know, like these are all the reasons why these are all my different favorite rides. A A lot of my favorites too. If you get out to Florida, you got to go on Tron. I am so, I cannot wait to go to Tron. And also, I love that Everest coaster that, that Walt Disney mm-hmm. World has too. Like the going, the coming to the edge and going backwards is fantastic. But the Tron ride, I am so, Tron to me is like, I, I have like original cells from Tron. Um, I, I love Tron. That movie is everything to me and so far ahead of its time technologically oh, yeah. um, that uh, I really can't wait to do the Tron ride. All right, Chris, I got one more for you, and it's the last question we always ask everyone on our show. Um, sure. My brother usually has me go into my James Lipton voice, so I'm going to do it. Um, <laughs> so the last question that we ask all of our guests, what is your favorite and or strangest piece in your collection? It can be one of each or it can be both. And I'll say um, it can be anything. I mean, it's, it's, it's got to be it's got to be the dark helmet from Spaceballs because I was able to get Rick and Mel to sign it. Oh, no and, way. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, the, the, you know, I'm, I'm friends with Mel's son, Max Brooks, who's a fantastic writer, wrote world war Z and, oh, yeah. and, and Max and I are the same age. So we have a lot of the same like pop culture reference points. And so when the, when the dark helmet was coming up for auction, I was like, Oh, the dark helmet from Spaceballs is up for auction. He goes, if you get it, I'll get my dad to sign it. And I was like, done. So <laughs> I got that. And I also got um, Gene Wilder's credit plate from Young Frankenstein. So those credit plates were hand-painted, this hand-painted Gothic lettering on glass. And it's Gene Wilder oh, wow. and it's Young Frankenstein. And so it's framed. And so I go, oh, do you think your dad would sign this too? And he was like, sure, bring it. So we go to Mel's office and Mel is just like the greatest bundle of, happy positive energy he's just wonderful you know uh and so i go in this is one of the greatest almost surreal experiences of my life and he goes what am i signing and i go well i have i I have uh the dark helmet and i have gene wilder's credit plate and he goes all right two things a buck a thing uh and i go oh i don't have two dollars i just have a 10 and he goes i'll make change and he (laughs) literally gave me eight dollars back and then he signed them it was the greatest comedy nerd collector experience of my life. And he was so warm and he understood why I appreciated these things. And he was so kind. And with Rick Moranis too, I'd had him on the podcast and I was going to New York and I emailed him. I said, Hey, I'm coming to New York and I have this thing. Would you sign it? And he said, absolutely. And he had this moment when he pulled it out of the box where he was like, wow, like it really brought back memories for him. And and it was like, so that, that, another long-winded answer, which I'm very good at doing, that experience for me, I know how lucky I am to have had that as a collector and as a fan, and I will cherish that forever, and I think that's why I have to go with the the Dark Helmet from Spaceballs. Yeah, and like you were saying, this is this is why we do what we do. It's the love of the, it's the love of those things that we'll always cherish. So thank and you I so know much for that sharing some, that. So, someday when I'm not here, I will make sure that that piece goes to someone who understands and appreciates how special it is. Oh, it has to. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so All much. Right. I really appreciate your time. And thank and, you, Chris. Uh, I appreciate yours as well. Thanks for letting me talk about collecting. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming on. Take care. Take care.
Thank you, dear listener, for hanging out with us today. Subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen, and then tell your friends to do it. Thanks also to Joe Azari, the golden voice behind our intro. Our music is Game Boy Horror by the Zombie Dandies. Find more about them both on our show notes. Follow us on social media at AIC underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Stop by and say hi. Show us your toy hauls and share your toy stories. Maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode. Don't try this at home. Boy, we're prohibited and some assembly required. Each sold separately, not a flying toy. Consult a physician if your toy run exceeds more than four hours. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablaoui. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com. 